Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Anime Tour Bus. It's me, your uh, non-expert Eric, and who's that sitting next to me? Well, that's you, listener. And give me a second. Uh, I'm right. I'm right next to something. Uh, I can feel it emerging like a baby from. I once upon a time. <laughs> once upon a time, I uh, was in sixth or seventh grade and I went to a Lutheran school and they didn't teach us sex ed aside from the teacher crying in front of the class saying about how waiting till marriage was the best decision she'd ever made um and uh then we had to keep sex journals that the teacher would read and most of it was bible verses about our our thoughts on sex and stuff like that and it was it was real fucked and uh so anyways, when one of my teachers went on pregnancy leave, I didn't understand. And I, this was sixth or seventh grade, and I was making jokes about how you poop the baby out. Which is, we can say not how that works. Can we, is that fair? Is that f- yeah. fair to say? Okay, cool. Um, so anyways, that was embarrassing for everyone involved, and I look back and cringe at myself. Uh, <laughs> but that's what comes from an abstinence only education in the Bible belt. So emerging like a baby's head from a butthole is your anime episode. Hey everyone, <laughs> this is undoubtedly an anime podcast. Uh, we pretend to ride a, uh, can we say like a cosmic horror of a magic <laughs> school bus? Yeah, um, we do. And, of course, my name is Eric. I'm the non-expert. I'm still introductory to anime, even though it's been a couple seasons. I still feel like I have a lot of questions. And I still feel like, you know, sometimes, like, this media isn't necessarily for an Eric. Uh, but that's me. I'm Eric, your, your non-expert. And uh, who's that sitting up front? The, the Cosmic Horror Magic School Bus? Well, that's yeah, Metzger. <laughs> Well, that's you, listener. You're in charge. Listener, listen, we took a week off and it was because we had like some not only like some some needs in our personal life, but also it was a rehash of one of our animes. They do. I hate when they do the like mid season or even like the start of the new season, like the oh, episode 6.5 where they just rehash everything. I hate it when they do that. I imagine it's because they encountered production issues. And that that makes sense. Um, so I tend to believe it's out of necessity, not. And these are the insights that we're looking for. As Metzger is our anime expert, uh, she researches heavily. She dives into the books. She uh, scrounges through the anime minds, all in order to bring us the true and hard facts and the latest and greatest in anime. And. Uh, that's all to be presented to you, listener, on our Magic School Bus ride. Uh, so let's kick back, take off your shoes if you don't got smelly feet. Uh, just kidding, this bus, I don't know where it's been. Uh, probably leave your shoes on for this one. And uh, Metzger, can you talk to us about what anime we're watching and uh, kind of a little synopsis about it? Eric and I have hashed this out, and we are doing Hell's Paradise Episode 7. It picks up where the two brothers meet what look like gods as they're having some private time. Well, what I've been calling the think tank. Capture a small child and then ransom her off for information about the island. Yeah, I mean, that that sounds good. 
<laughs> they they definitely do not ransom her off. But yeah. I mean, they kind of do. They threaten her until like her safety's in question, and the tree monster's just like, I will help you if you fucking don't. <laughs> to be fair, they don't want to capture the little girl. They just, they are doing the I just want to talk thing. They just are staring at what appears to be an empty village. And there's a small child. And they just want to, hey, kid, can I ask you some questions? And she freaks out and takes the fuck off. And, you know, they give chase. And then a tree monster shows up. And She also is pretty good at karate. Yeah. She's got weird, like, soul powers and shit. Um... I mean, we suspect, right, that she's gained some level of, of nutrition or, or benefit from the island. Perhaps she's an immortal, or at least, like, close to one. It's really strange, because the tree man, we assume, used to be human. And he's been there for, what did he say, a couple hundred years? Yeah. And the island kind of keeps them going. And the child is mute or chooses not to speak or something along those lines. They have to eat, though. At least the child does. And there's a lot going on, but pretty much it's like a it's like a self-care episode for the Think Tank where they're allowed to take baths and they're given food and they're given information and kind of like an expositional episode. And then meanwhile... The two brothers get their shit kicked in. How did you feel when the one lady turned into a man? Mm, sexually confused. <laughs> Is that not the answer you were hoping for? <laughs> no, it's, it's a fine answer. There was no correct answer. I was not looking for anything. Still hot, though. I mean, listen, I I was over here like, hmm... You know, when you think about it, there isn't that much difference between uh, dudes and girls. I actually, so once upon a time I was in uh, biology class and I learned, let's say, all about the female and male genitalia in that class um, in like a clinical way. It was not as sexy as some of the videos I've seen would suggest it would be. Um, and so I I was over here like, ah. So, girl just have Lil PP. And, like, kind of that level of rudimentary thought of, like, oh, the clitoris is just, like, a scaled-down version, a, a different uh, manifestation of the same penis. And, all, and that made me not want to do anything with anyone for a period of time, because... I didn't know how I felt about that. The way that we work at things or look at things are so very different. I know, I know, I know. I had always been taught that the human starts from this blank canvas and then just whatever hormones you give it causes the ch the change in genitalia. Yeah. So you view a clitoris as a scaled down penis and I view it as just a testosterone clitoris. Yeah. I so you're saying 
that essentially someone blew up mine like a balloon um blew up my clitoris and now just got a big weird clitoris listener it's not that big it's like it's fine (laughs) i have a weird clitoris let's let's just subtract out the word big from there i have an average at best if it's like warm out kind of clitoris listen let's normalize the weird clitoris and so so here i am like just like thinking back to those old times when i was uh let's say sexually non-interested for uh at least a span of like a couple months i was something i went through man it's kind of like when you do micro class and then like everything you see bacteria everywhere that must be so hard for you. You didn't want to have sex with people for a few months. Yep, sure was. So, uh, hey, as I don't dive any more into that question. Um, so, yeah, we have a guy that uh, seemingly these people can, let's say, transition between different states of being um, at will. Mm-hmm. And there's two of them that are sexually having a great time together until they're interrupted by these darn humans. Do they not offer to let them join? They did, but the other one's like, ew, that's gross, a human? And the other's like, well, that's my kink. Yeah, don't uh, shame me. I like to sleep with people. And, uh, yeah, and then suddenly it becomes like, ah, alright, violence is the answer. Yeah. We discover a handful of things about the world from this episode because I think that's the most interesting thing of this whole. Obviously, we care about Gabby Maru and the girl and and all that that stuff, right? But more importantly, we care about like understanding this world, um, this this idea of like there are these immortal beings whose purpose is to protect this this like sacred fruit that would otherwise give uh, essentially eternal life right and mm-hmm. uh these beings are like astoundingly pure and like just beacons of the island itself they seem to be like crafted together by trees and and flowers and shit like that and their goal is to kill anyone that comes near so there's there's tons of dead humans and stuff um essentially like preventing um further access to the deeper heart of the island the island is uh has different levels where obviously there's the kind of external level of things we saw on kind of the outer rim of the island and as you get deeper and deeper in things get a little more intense and these immortal beings become more prevalent yeah so that does uh lend to the fact that earlier on the things that we saw were just effigies it hits me pretty hard there we go. There's what we're looking for. It hits me pretty hard that they just kind of drag the brothers' bodies into this pit. And the one that is still awake looks around and can see bodies lined up, covered in flowers, and can see their fate, and starts ripping vines off, uh, off of his unconscious brother. He's got like no no fucks given, only care they and they both kind of feel that way. A real back and forth. Only care about each other kind of sense. Which which was explained in the previous like, you know, exposition about these two. 
Um, yeah. So, I mean, is there anything else we would like to add? I like Sagiri a lot in this episode, working with this little girl, even though she would gain nothing from it. Well, she's got to teach her how to wash her hair good. Yeah, it's just giving, like, imparting a sense of self-confidence in this small child. She legs up her hair nice. You gotta teach her how to use the soap. The tree guy doesn't know how to use the soap. Oh, what does the tree guy care? Eat it, yeah. I don't think he's gonna try and eat it. He seems like he used to have some premise of humanity. Maybe. Um, but yeah, she teaches her how to use the soap, and that's pretty nice. Have you kind of figured out what the show's going for yet? It's about this merging of a dichotomy, um, uh, having, in some cases, violence and nonviolence, like, uh, kind of like a, an internal, sorry, a, a violent capability, but a peaceful resolve. Is that, is that the idea? I mean, it literally is boiled down to, like, a philosophical principle. Fucking no, Metsy. <laughs> you can't discartaze your way out of this one. <laughs> Listener, one time I had. It would be. I, we've already told the Descartes okay. story, but it's Eastern philosophy. Pronounced Descartes. Thank you. And he was an Eastern. Wait, hold up. He was a Western. Philosopher. He was a I French apologize. philosopher. I forgot which way East and West was. Descartes, <laughs> the biggest, the biggest Eastern philosopher in the world. Went right up into a boxing <laughs> match with Confucius. Um, Do you want me to tell you? Nah, let me keep working okay. on it. Let me keep chewing okay. on it. Uh, all right. And, Mesker, you got any more thoughts? I do not. I have some thoughts. First off, that's uh, that the listeners should check us out on Instagram at Anime Tour Bus, at uh, Twitter at Anime underscore Bus, and me and Weeboo.wordpress.com. Also, they can check out my podcast called Science Snacks, all about the latest and greatest in science. Uh, hey, let's talk about MASH. Fucking love MASH. MASH is my favorite anime thus far, I think. <laughs> I wish I had. A clip of each time you told us an anime was your favorite. Yeah, I mean that would be pretty. <laughs> <It'd just> be, <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen rules. This weird holiday anime about the true meaning of Christmas or whatever with the the slutty girl rules. <laughs> it's just over and over me being like, "This is my favorite so far." I know, and that's natural, right? To have like the story, like as you're exposed to more, like your favorites change. No, nah, mine's I'm, always the immediately available one. I am finally coming to appreciate Mashal. In this episode, we pick up with the doll guy. We resolve that conflict, and we find ourselves back at the dorms and cleaning the owl hut where more conflict shows up. So how did you feel about the the doll guy? First off, good villain, right? I do, I love that there's like this reoccurring theme of like MASH just being so fast 
that only one person standing on the sidelines sees it. The light just refracts just right, and they're like, huh? Only for them. And they get enough, like the whole picture. They're like, did I see that correctly? And then they dissect. They give me an SOP on how to do exactly what MASH did. Obviously, uh, this one's very contingent on lung strength. Eric's uh, new favorite sport is button spinning. <laughs> I mean, first off, wonderful. Like, that. that is a wild... Because it's always like he's going to get out of the thing, right? And I like how they address that of like, oh, we beat up these two guys. Seems like the rest are going to be wicked easy. <laughs> and then like they immediately break that off of like, no, it's actually going to be a challenge. But they do address that concern almost instantly. And that made me laugh. Um, no, I it's- say that I'm enjoying it a lot more now that they've added more characters. Yeah. And the characters are not groundbreaking. They're not revolutionary. They're all stereotypes, kind of tropes of shonen. But it's still nice to just have more material to work with. It's good to get to see. It's oddly enough really funny to see the girl walk into the room and be like, "Oh, four men and me. Oh, you beast!" <laughs> that so ridiculous. No, I. Uh... I actually was thinking about how I think the only semi-reasonable character in this troupe is our roommate. And I almost wonder if uh, the audience stand-in is supposed to be the roommate. This guy makes the most sense. He's, He's just like, hey, if you guys are going to fight, can you like not do it in my room? And meanwhile, this one guy's like, I must fight for my sister that I have weird incestual desire for. And the other guy's like, you never saw me coming and then like his own background music starts to play uh and so like our one dude's just like hey guys can we not like wreck my room and like can you just also why are you guys here also yeah i barely know either of you what are why are you how did you get here did you did you let yourselves in? I, I thought I locked the door there's no there's no way that like mash locks a door when he leaves that's probably locking doors is actually probably what makes him break them. Um, right? Like, no, it's been established that he literally just cannot remember if it is push or pull. It's fun to me that he's like wrong a hundred percent. of. The he's time. wrong. Yeah. That's the next statement is every time you see him with a door in his hands, that means that he got it wrong. Yeah. Which is most of the times. Uh, no, I do like that um, we fight and throw down. The the doll man has four lines. And MASH had a rough time fighting somebody with two lines. He had two lines? Yeah, the one guy had two lines. And he, he like, struggled for a second. Like, Obviously, took, took his lumps. Yeah. Obviously, it's one of those moments where, like, Godzilla can't straight just win the fight. He has to, like, get get God a little bit just to make you feel like, oh, there's a chance. And then Godzilla saves the day kind of situation. Yeah. Like, the Power Rangers can't just continually win. They have to get, like, kicked or beat up. Or, or Rocky has to lose his powers for, like, the third or fourth time because they're running out of film. Like, it, it has to be that kind of thing, right? 
Yeah. Like in Smallville, they would occasionally have to like debuff Superman. Like, oh, this stone makes him human. Or this one makes him uh, angsty like a teen. And like now you got to deal with Superman, but he robs banks. And like, because he's got like a red thing on him. Everything eventually just returns to Smallville. Uh, Only for you. This fucking stupid show that I couldn't even finish. The last season was garbage. Loved it for a little while, though. I was in love with the Smallville show. Um, I I don't even like Superman. Like, I'm not a huge superhero person, but uh. So, anyways, Mash is functionally Superman, and now we just have to see how he reacts in certain situations. Because being able to, let's say, recall a coin with your intake of breath, fucking insane. Mash must be a god at physics because he had to spit the coin or he had to spit the button hard enough to where it would knock the coin off trajectory and still keep going forward while also breathing in with enough force to only catch the actual coin. Which is crazy. That's like a targeted strike on like fucking the the thing, right? Like that's that's weird, right? Being able to that, but not your other coin that you hyper accelerated to catch up with the other. That's crazy. You'd have to um, exert enough force on it to be able to withstand the resistance that you were then applying. Yeah. So that's stupid. <laughs> but honestly, like how dumb they get with it, I la- I laugh like when they do shit like this. Like, oh yeah, you're God. supposed to. Like, that's the whole point is to laugh at the stupidity of the situation. I am weirdly is- invested in him getting the coin and stuff like that, and also I want him to beat up like most of the people in this world. So, like, they they do make everyone quite the asshole. Like, it seems like as they were breeding out the non-magic users, they also managed to breed out empathy. Well, yeah, because everyone is at least somewhat complicit in the uh, the overall, like, uh, genocide that's occurring every every day. Yeah, pretty much. It um, kind of reminds me of uh, The Giver, where, like, everybody just doesn't recognize that, like, the babies are being murdered. Remember that? I never watched Giver. I never read it. You need to watch it. You would like it. It's good. Not going to watch it, but thank you. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's me. Metzger, that's, that's me. You did a me just now. No, you, you can't say that's you when you're doing a thing that's me. Metzger doesn't watch movies. Should, though. That doesn't change how my neurodivergence feels about watching a movie. It's a good movie, though. I, I've been... I slated one movie for all of 2023, and that was Jordan Peele. <laughs> and we have agreed to compromise that when uh, that Talking Heads movie comes out, we'll go see that, too. I watch movies while I play games because my ADHD requires that. Um, Metzger, when uh, when Mash 
gets his coin stolen from him, or we think he does, what was your reaction as he chose to kind of leave the situation rather than retrieve his coin? Did you think he actually had the coin stolen from him? I, I actually believed that the the coin had been taken and that yeah. mash was really just prioritizing someone over the coin. Because if we're going to be honest, if He's mash wanted boy. that coin, he would just come back for it. Like Absolutely. if anything, if anything, you've saved mash, the trouble of having lost the coin. <laughs> I could see mash losing the coin, just like misplacing it. But now but, he knows exactly where it is. It's yeah, with you. Now you're holding it for him. Thanks. That's actually doing him a huge favor. Metzger, when he said, oh, no, I can't swim, did you think, oh, no, our boy is actually in trouble? Was there even a moment? No, no, okay. not at all. I knew that he would just be fully submerged and suddenly figure out that if he... If, <laughs> If the boy, I just I discovered I knew how to swim more than I thought. Like, if the boy, that's a fucking line, and I laughed so good at that. I was more surprised that a man turned into a shark. I mean, everybody's got seemingly like one special power. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like I feel really bad for the dumb fucker whose magic power is that he can throw a really big shuriken. He's real obsessed with time. Um, no, he's which just really I get. obsessed with stating the obvious, but acting like it's profound. So I'm over here. Like when he said the time thing, it gave me a little bit of my existential dread that I always have. Um, but then, so it seems the part that really gets me is like they're at a school for magic, right? And at a school for magic, seemingly, like we've seen them learn brooms, learn, try to new, new, learn new spells, try to, you know, make cook mandrakes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, why everybody only got one spell though? Maybe they just don't have enough like points to slot other spells. Gotcha. They haven't leveled up to be able to memorize more spells. Yeah. In the first episode, like people were using magic to shine shoes like, the dad was using magic to pour his own coffee. Bravios. There, there was so much stuff that we were using magic for, and now it's just kind of like, there's, like, your family talent, like, where you, oh, it's, it's, um, it's, like, inherited traits, and then you have to learn the rest. Gotcha. So everybody only has that. He, his dad was a shark before him, and his father was a shark before him, and you'll be a shark too. He's like, what if I don't want to be a shark? I want to be a, a blowfish. He's like, no son is going to be a blowfish. He's like, I think I could be a blowfish if I work really hard and I grow up. And then he just fucking turns into a shark. They talk about, apparently, like, the kind of wood that your wand is made from signifies what kind of family you come from. There's a lot of status in this anime. Because shuriken guys, like, that wand is made out of mahogany. That must mean that you are a crown family. And it's like, how important does this family have to be to where their wands, like, no one else is is allowed to use mahogany? You know, the thing we make furniture from. I like that the one boy protected the owls. 
Yeah. I like owls. That guy, he's like, oh, the owls. I gotta get my shit kicked in until I fi- figure out how I to was... save the owls. Literally, the dude tried to saw his arms off. And at that point, I'm like, doesn't seem like an accredited college. Why did you just go outside? <laughs> there are doors I'm, everywhere. I'm over here like, mm, this wasn't my college experience where my arms nearly got sawed off. And like in in the background, in two different background shots of two different perspectives, I saw doors that led to the outside. It's like, what about all the people whose like parents are paying tuition for them to go to the school and they'd get turned into dolls? Yeah, like you that would be kind of upsetting, right? Like how is this how is cool this okay? brings up so many questions about Dumbledore, how- what are you doing? Kind of not just like the overall kind of world, but just kind of logistic challenges. Like Like I said, they bred out empathy. So like you have a child and you don't really care what your child is going through. My daughter that I've had for years and years, she started losing this birthmark on her face. So I guess I got to kill her in like a month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think, like, uh, our our sister dude is, like, the most empathetic creature we've kind of seen. Maybe next to M.A.S.H. Everyone else is just kind of like, well, what does that, I don't, I don't understand what that does for me. I mean, yeah, kind of. The one dude is just, like, girl obsessed. And I want to get a like, girlfriend. Yeah, and the, the, I don't know, other guys just like, I just want to kind of blend in have a nice kind of college experience and the girl is like i just kind of want to have these four dudes run a train on me 100 percent. this there is that rule 34 so fucking hard every one of these dudes somewhere somebody's drawing dirty pictures of these dudes going on her i'm so tempted to google do it do it for me so I don't have to. Listener, this is the the information that like you come here for. Uh, Metzger's going into what can only be described as the deep webs. Um, not, no. those, not the deep web. God damn. She's not going that way. That's a different way. She's just going to the internet in like the, the dark parts. Not the dark web. God, listener, you're so fucking beautiful. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, she's gonna look up. Have you found anything? Finding some, but I'm not finding any of what you specifically... What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fine, I'll Google it later. Uh, we, uh, we get another gold coin, so now we have two gold coins. Mesker, you got any last thoughts? No, head full of empty, man. Okay. Uh, Hey, listener, thanks for hanging out with us. We hope that you had a good time. Uh, Thanks for uh, checking out Anime Tour Bus on Instagram, Anime underscore Bus on Twitter, and me, you, and weeboo.wordpress.com. Thanks for, like, you know, also checking out Science Snacks just a little bit. Check it out. Got one about a star-eating planet, which we saw for the first time ever. recently and it, it ruled it was great uh i think that you would like to hear i would do a special lecture on it um i went to a special lecture uh hey 
thanks for spending your time with us. We know that it's valuable. We know that we uh, dig around a little bit, but we hope that we bring you some level of joy, some level of of kind of camaraderie, some parasocial relationship that uh, if you check us out on um, Anime Tour Bus, can be a little bit more uh, social, a little bit less para. Um, we appreciate you. And until next time, bye! bye. Monster Dong. Uh...